Today's program has been brought to you by Le Creuset. Visit Le Creuset for cast iron and stainless cookware, bakeware, pots, pans, and kitchen and bar tools. For more information, visit www.lecreuset.com. That's L-E-C-R-E-U-S-E-T dot com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Everybody. Welcome back to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, coming to you on HeritageRadioNetwork.org, live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn, where it is frigid. This is episode number 16. I am back and recharged after a two-week-long hiatus. It was very restful, and I'm very, very excited to be back. I missed being here with all of you. I'm going to sound extra public radio-y today for two ra- reasons. Number one, I want to thank everyone who became a member of Heritage Radio over our end of your fun drive. We are a not-for-profit enterprise, and your dollars really do go a long way to keep us and me up and running. Even if it doesn't seem like your contribution matters, it really, really does. Um, Celia from St. Augustine, all the way from St. Augustine, Florida, became a member Aunt Celia, I love you. Thank you very, very much. And it's not too late. If you want your very own Heritage Radio Network tote bag, head on over to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the donate button at the top of the page and join our radio revolution. The second reason I'm going to sound very public radio-y is because I'm going to play for you at the top of the show my very, very first freestanding radio story. So um, I've listened to a lot of public radio in my life, and this was the first opportunity that I've ever had to tell a story through, uh, through only the medium of sound. And so I'm very proud of it. I'm very excited to play it for you. Uh, I'll do that at the top of the show. And then after that, we'll have a quick break. And I'm going to have on very exciting casting director from MasterChef Junior, which is a show that airs on Fox TV. They are hosting an open call in the New York City area for young cooks ages 8 to 13. And we will find out more about how you can get your little chefs on air. But first... My story on black soldier fly larva. This piece was brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards and Sons, edwardsvaham.com, heritageradionetwork.org. Health. In the decommissioned Mack truck factory in Plainfield, New Jersey, a cutting-edge technology company is being born, or pupating, if you will. With innovator and former opera singer Olive Lynch at the helm, Green Waste Technologies is creating generations of black soldier fly larvae, aka maggots, who will have two purposes in life. First, they will consume food discarded by homes and restaurants in order to remove tons of waste from the landfills of New York City's suburbs. Second, the flies themselves in their pupil form will be heated, pressed, and rendered into fish food so that in this very building, Olive can farm fish and organic lettuces fed in a closed system based on what others are already throwing away. Let's let Olive describe the process. She walks with a crutch, so you'll hear that in the background. This is actually food waste right here. And what, what we do is we get the food waste from the commercial clients, we weigh it, and then we sort through it and then consolidate it. Now this thing here with the plastic, this is where the water is. Now be prepared, it's gonna be a little smell in there. Okay. <laughs> That doesn't smell so bad. Yeah, but it can be, there's days when it is. 
this is what the larva look like. Um, and I don't know if you can see them like down Whoa, in here. Holy smokes. Yeah. And you put food in there, they literally, like, this is a watermelon. Oh, that, that, my God. Wait, let me observe this. It looks like mud, yeah. like a brown. It becomes like a compost. because what But it's not mud. It's writhing black soldier fly so maggots who have spent the day turning the waste from a taco so truck into compost. Everything, and if you, you want to poke it, you'll see how soft it is. They've eaten everything oh, yeah. but that tough exterior. And then comes phase two. The larvae turn into pupa, you'll recall the life cycle of a fly from elementary school biology, and those pupa are rich in oil and protein, making them ideal for fish food. food. Because the reason for that is people don't realize, I mean, there's worldwide demand for fish, and our oceans can't sustain human population's demands for fish. So fish farming is what is really going on right now. And the problem that people realize with fish, unlike chickens, like chickens are omnivores, they eat proteins and, um, and, and vegetation. Well, a lot of places have made their chickens vegetarians, which is fine, they can survive, but you can't do that with fish. Fish are carnivores, most of their diet is made up of meat, they need certain things, otherwise it changes the flavor of the fish. So actually with the, the black soldier fly, the um, U.S. Department of Cold Water Fish um, Marine Studies did a whole test where they did a side-by-side comparison of trout fed black soldier fly larvae and just regular fish meal, you know, which came from fish from the ocean. And people couldn't tell the difference. And so the days of your salmon or tilapia being fed corn pellets could be over. But what's even more fascinating is how the food waste gets to Olive's facility in the first place. The restaurant waste is pretty straightforward. A, restaurant a truck comes and picks up what you're throwing away, but so listen to the map. Then that cost to recycle that food waste here in New Jersey is much less than it is to throw it away and, and put it in a landfill or a burn facility because of the tipping fees. And tipping fees are the fees that different facilities charge for them to take your garbage. So here in New Jersey, tipping fees range anywhere from 62 to 120 a ton. Just depends what county you're in, because every county owns their garbage stream and how it's handled. Mm -hmm. So that cost for, for food waste recycling, there's only a couple of recyclers out there. There's one that we're using right now that we're working with. They charge 45 a ton, and then the big one in Delaware, they handle 500 tons a day. They're charging 55. So you compare 45 and 55 to 62, 80, 90, 100, just the underlying cost to get rid of the food waste is less. So separating it out, if you're a business and more than half of your garbage is food, it makes financial sense. Financial sense indeed, but I've saved the best for last. If you happen to live in one of a select few neighborhoods in and around Plainfield, your food waste hey, might you? be picked up by these guys. Mark. What's your name? My name is Sean. Hi, Sean. Nice to meet you. A team of two draft horses goes street by street collecting full cans residents leave out with their trash and recycling, and Olive's team leaves behind a clean can each week, so you, the resident, never have to wash a stinky can. So this one person, Olive Lynch, has figured out a way to take potentially hundreds of thousands of tons of food waste out of the system every year and create a market for local farm-raised fish, organically produced lettuce, bone meal, mushrooms, compost, and maybe most importantly of all, jobs. I went to Marshall State College up in uh, New York, and 
Um, I did a couple of major internships with the school and stuff like that, driving six horses. And how did you find your way down here? Um, I contacted all of, all of contacted me through uh, somebody at the resource sources through the school. So she reached out to you and yep. was like, hey, what are you doing this summer? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and how did you find your way here? I was, I was in sales at first. Okay. And then she, I actually got out of sales and she put me to work here. How did uh, you get to her in the first place? Online. Online. I saw an, an ad, yeah. And what was it about it that you were like, yeah, I wanted to Well, I went to school for environmental management, so it, it was kind of up my alley. So okay. I, I was interested in working for the company, a green company. She has young, passionate employees and has structured her company in a way that will promote growth from within. Everyone wants to push to making everything automated, and people talk about technology creating jobs. Well, really, technology destroys jobs. People don't realize that it creates a very specialized job, but, you know, you do automation, you're often replacing 10 people with one person. So my goal is that by doing something that's manual, that it will create jobs. It will create real jobs, and, you know, and... And there's, there's different levels of jobs in that in the work thing. And then what that does for us as a company, we don't have big capital costs. I'm not going to be buying million-dollar pieces of equipment. And, and the other reasoning is that when you buy into a technology that costs you a million dollars and it does a set thing, you're now locked into that process. You can't be flexible. You can't change. Where human beings have brains and People can adapt and change. I mean, and that's what everybody that works for me, it's like I said, what we're doing right now is not what we're going to be doing a year from now because it's going to morph. You know, as we grow, as we figure out things, we'll see efficiencies, you know, and we'll discard what we're doing now for something more efficient. And that's the beauty of being a human being, that we have brains and can think and can adapt. <laughs> the elastic. <laughs> the elastic, exactly. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For more information on Olive Lynch and Green Waste Technologies, visit grnwt.com. For Heritage Radio Network, I'm Emily Peterson. Wasn't that cool, you guys? I'm so proud of that story, and it's a little clunky, and it's a little like, I pretty much know how to use Audacity in theory, but much like a cartwheel, I'm not that awesome at it, but I'm really, really, really excited to have shared that with you. Um, and I put up on my website, sharpenhot.com, a video of the black soldier flies going to town on the watermelon. So if you want to see what I saw, sharpenhot.com, you'll see the video. It's amazing. And many thanks to Olive and to Chris for hooking me up with that story. And I wish them all of the wonderful things in the world. Okay, now, without further ado, on the line with me, I have Ronnie, who is a casting director from MasterChef Junior. Ronnie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for coming on Sharp and Hot. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So for folks who don't know, um, tell me what MasterChef Junior is. So MasterChef Junior um, was, uh, was created for kids ages 8 to 13, and it's kind of like um, it's a, it's a spinoff of our regular show, MasterChef, which is for adults. Um, and it's a cooking competition, and we, you know, uh, we aired our first season in the United States last year. And it really just kind of took off from there, and the kids were unbelievable on it. That's so exciting. Um, in my previous, in one of my previous careers, I was actually a middle school teacher for four years in uh, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. So I love oh, wow. nothing more. Know. I yeah. love that age group. They're just my favorite, and they're so wonderful. Um, who's your ideal candidate for this show? So we're honestly, we're looking for kids that are just kind of like really passionate about cooking. You know, the kid that goes home from school and is like automatically on YouTube teaching themselves different recipes or, you know, watching the Food Network channel or watching, you know, watching Master Chef and all of that kind of, 
all of that kind of stuff. We love kids that are all into, you know, just into the whole, submerse themselves in the whole culinary industry. I know a bunch of those kids. I hope they're listening. Oh, uh, <laughs> actually, I, I know a handful of them who definitely are. Um, so you have an, oh, is it an open call in New York City? We're having an open call in New York City. It's coming up. It's on Saturday, January 18th, and it's going to be at the Sheridan. Um, on, uh, it's at 811 7th Avenue, New York. Awesome. And um, let's see, you guys are going to tweet that information out. And so people who follow me on Twitter, you'll get that. Uh, I'll also stick it up on my website probably tomorrow when I get home, but it will be there. Oh, and great. what do um, what are these kids who if there's a winner, is there one winner? And what do they win? What do they get to take home? So last year, um, the kids won the um, there's one winner and that the, the kid that won won, you know, the title of being Master Chef Junior and also won money for a scholarship when they get older. And who are the judges? The judges that we had um, were the same as the regular Master Chef. So last year it was um, Chef Gordon Ramsay, and we had Joe Bastianich and Gordon Elliott. That's very, very exciting. Very impressive, but um, I mean, the kids we had last year were seriously unbelievable. Yeah, and we're we're hoping that to find the same caliber of kids this year. Awesome. Do they need to uh, have a headshot? Do they need to sign up on anything online, or should they just show up with their passion? We would um, love for them to go to MasterChefJuniorCasting.com, Master and you can pre-register, and it'll have all the information you know, on our website of like where to go and what to bring with you and all of that kind of stuff. Awesome. Okay, yeah. that's super cool. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? I mean, we're just looking for outstanding kids, so come one, come all. Cool, and I'll ask you, I'm about to do a segment on uh, culinary New Year's resolutions, and I'm wondering if you have you made any for yourself? You know what? Honestly, from watch, from casting the juniors show last year, MasterChef Juniors last year, um, my now my New Year's resolution is to cook more because the kids were better than me when they came in. You know? <laughs> so now my resolution is to learn to cook a little bit better awesome. so I don't well, get upstaged by a bunch of uh, 10-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> well, Heritage Radio Network is an excellent place to find all sorts of information on becoming a better cook and a better eater. So I hope that you guys become fans of us as well. Absolutely. I'll definitely check that out. Okay, cool. And uh, I wish you luck, and I'll put up the information on my website tomorrow morning. Thanks so much for having us. Okay, cool. All right, you guys. So if there's kids out there listening, you heard it, masterchefjuniorcasting.com. And uh, January 18th, I believe he said, there will be an open casting call. And so you can get your face on national television and show your culinary passion. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about my New Year's resolutions and share some of your New Year's resolutions, and we'll open up the live number, too. So if you want to call in, you can call in. That we used to share. This is Just Another Day by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network.org. You know the memories can be a little hard to bear. Sharp and Hot is brought to you by the generous support of Le Creuset. Respect for tradition and authenticity has been Le Creuset's guiding principle since 1925. Yet, their innovative designs and exceptional quality ensure that they remain relevant today. The company began in 1925 when a casting specialist and an enameling expert opened their foundries at the crossroads of transportation routes for iron, coke, and sand. That same year, the first French oven was produced, laying the foundation for what is now an extensive range of cookware and kitchen utensils. Today, Le Creuset provides the finest quality stainless steel, stoneware, silicon, enamel on steel, textiles, and forged hard anodized aluminum, as well as the colorful line of cast iron cookware. 
Visit LeCruze.com and shop the full line of cookware, stoneware, bakeware, kitchen tools, wine accessories, and more. Heritage Radio Network thanks Le Creuset for their generous support. Hello and welcome back. This is Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson. I am going to open up the live phone lines. Joe, is that okay? Joe's my engineer. He can see me through the window. I didn't actually clear That is all right with okay. me. Okay, cool. There. <laughs> so we'll see if anybody calls in, but I should have asked in advance. It's been kind of a crazy morning. Um, okay, so the number is 718-497-2128. There's a smudge on my printout. 2128. Okay, I'm getting the thumbs up. Um, I'll say that one more time. 718-497-2128. If you want to call in with your culinary New Year's resolutions, I would love to hear them. Um, let's see. My... Let's see. Back in November, after my kid was born, I uh, after my kid was a year old, I should say, I started going to the YMCA near me because I decided that a year was long enough to say, I just had a baby. Every time I caught something in the mirror that I was less than uh, flattered by. <laughs> and my, you know, food-loving midsection. And I love to eat and I love to drink. And so um, I've also resolved to become one of those people that really loves going to the gym. Or at least someone who needs the discipline to go to the gym or needs to go to the gym and remembers how good it feels after going to the gym. I want to be one of those people who's like, I just, if I, I loved, I just love how I feel after I go to the gym, which in doing it since November is starting to become true. But most days I don't really want to go, but without some discipline, I will eat and drink to my heart's content and write that off as research, sometimes literally on my taxes and think I eat really good food and I drink fairly decent wine. But it turns out one year after having a baby that, a 34-year-old body does not, in fact, snap, ba- snap back to its 150-pound self all by itself. No, no. So I've been going to the gym since my kid's birthday. And so far, the worst part of all has been when the college kids are home and they say things to each other like, you going to NYU, right? And the girl will reply, yeah. Well, she's bouncing one of those big, ener- like, big inflated giant exercise balls. So... During every college term break, I'm just waiting for those wonderfully nice kids to go back to studying communications or sports medicine or whatever it is that they're doing so that I can go back to having the gym to myself with the old people and the stay-at-home moms and the other, I assume, food writers, right? That's what people are doing who should, who should otherwise be at real jobs between 1 and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I went yesterday, and the place was packed, like packed, packed in the middle of the day and I asked to check in like is there a swim meet or something which happens from time to time but there's usually a warning like there's the place is going to be packed just a heads up and the kid at the desk looked at me and was like nope New Year's resolutions so I got to feel a little bit smug in that I've had this I've been going like since November and so there are a lot of other things <laughs> that I should be resolved to do and maybe um, you guys can help me out the number one thing that I am resolving to do is make this show that you're listening to a dynamic and compelling and funny and educational program that you look forward to every week because I do. And I want to make sure that I'm communicating to that, communicating that to you. And I'm 100% committed to really making this show and the podcast the best it can possibly be and make it really fun and really interesting and a place where for 30 minutes a week, you feel like you're sitting right here with me and we're just like talking. So you've got questions, I've got answers, and I've been having such an incredible experience here so far and I'm really, really excited for 2014. Um, That being said, if anyone's listening and wants to call in and share their New Year's resolution, the live number is 718-497-2128. Don't be shy. Um, When I was listening to the Black Soldier Fly stories, I've listen to it now probably a hundred times as I was editing it, but I 
playing it over the air. I was like, man, my voice really does sound like that. So don't be shy. It's okay. It's already out in the ether. Um, so my second New Year's resolution to that end is to get really more, get more really, really awesome guests on. Like we had Davey Rothbard on, we had Elizabeth Streb on, we had a bunch of other really awesome people on. So I want to get some more creative people from the world who have engaging stories to tell and that we are all, we all share the common element of food and cooking and everybody's got to eat, right? So at least three days a week, three days a week, three times a day, everybody's got to sit down and eat. Everybody's got to, um, you know, share a food memory, share something because we have to, you know, nurture ourselves. And so I'd like to do that with more awesome people here in the studio with me. And so there are people that you're like, hey, I wonder what Bill Murray's earliest food memory is. Tweet me, email me, and I'll see if I can get them to come in. So far, like the people that I've had come on, I've just emailed them and said, hey, you want to come on? And they've said, okay. So that's really exciting and maybe it'll keep working. Although I understand Bill Murray's a really hard nut to crack. So I've set that as my like my gold platinum standard, gold platinum, my platinum standard. If I get Bill Murray, then I've arrived as a real radio host. Um so, yeah, I'll see if I can get people to come in and maybe some of those communications majors at the gym can tell me how to best do that. And finally, um, I'd like to lose the last 20 pounds. And like everybody's like that in January, right? So I'll, I, I won't be the only one out there who is uh, trying to lose my midsection. Um, and in order to do that, I have started keeping really, really close track of what I'm eating. And one of the New Year's resolutions that somebody shared on the Facebook page was that they're only going to eat, they're only going to buy and bring home real food. And I think that that is such an important decision to make. And I've I've been using an app and there's a million different apps out there that you can use to track what you eat. But I've turned a couple of people, other people onto it. And it's called... I could say, Joe, I could say this on the air, right? Yeah, Joe's nodding. Yeah, it's called MyFitnessPal. I'm getting absolutely no <laughs> no feedback or no nothing back from them. But it's called MyFitnessPal. You put it on your phone or your iPhone or your uh, iPad, rather. You can use it on the internet. Um, and you put in everything that you eat. And it's a little bit tedious at the beginning because if you are cooking a lot, which I hope that you are, you have to put in your recipes. Um, but once you do that, I have found that I actually eat the same thing same things pretty often. So like half a cup of cooked quinoa is something that I eat every day. And when you hold yourself accountable, when I hold myself accountable, I'm much less likely to eat things that I could otherwise sort of sweep under the rug and be like, oh, well, no one's going to know that I shamefully ate that cronut or whatever. Um, Or alternately, I'm going to eat that cronut. This is the healthier, better way to approach it. I'm going to eat that cronut and then I'm going to go and I'm going to ride the elliptical machine or the bike at that YMCA and I'm going to bring my headphones or I'm going to watch Game of Thrones on the iPad because um, I want to eat that cronut. And so it's a really fun kind of game theory app that lets you like see the scale slide back and forth. And if you work out for one hour, you can basically eat and drink whatever you want, which is sort of my takeaway. And so holding myself accountable is one of my uh, resolutions that I have been passionate about. Um, and I thought that I eat really well. Like I thought going into this, like, oh, it's really not that bad. And the, I do, I guess I kind of do, because when you type in some recipes or like you can type in an ingredient and then things will pop up like a suggestion box, like, oh, did you mean? So if you made yourself 
buffalo chicken wings, which I love. You type in buffalo chicken wings, and then you'll see all of the places, all of the restaurants that people are eating buffalo wild or uh, eating buffalo wings, like buffalo wild wings or chilies or wherever flingers. Um, and so I feel much better about putting that down because. I made it myself, and I wish that there was like a little calorie expenditure button that's like, if you made this yourself, you can subtract 50 calories because you had to think about it and go to the store and stand up and make it. But it doesn't have that, but maybe I will submit a uh, request to their frequently asked questions section. Um, and the biggest thing that I have found is that I think wine might be the death of me or possibly the girth of me, and I'm resolved to just run on the exercise bike a little bit more, ride the exercise bike a little bit more because uh, I don't see, I don't foresee an opportunity in my future where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to give up one because it's something that I just love so much and it brings me so much happiness. And my biggest problem at the gym other than the college kids is that it's incredibly boring. And so the gym is packed with people in January who are all like, we are going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to this is the year I'm getting back into my bikini or whatever. And the truth is that it's really boring. And there's like a panel, you know, a wall of flat screen TVs. And you're essentially in a basement with a bunch of other people who probably don't really want to be there. And so what I did was I brought my iPad. And I'm curious. Um, I, I still don't know how this is going to work out. I'm curious to see what, <laughs> how I choose to proceed. I uh, put it on the elliptical machine and I chose one that had like five machines on either side all the way in the back row with my back to the wall and I decided to watch an episode of Game of Thrones which I've just joined the Game of Thrones party so please don't spoil anything for me and every time I finish an episode well I've stopped watching them in the morning which I wish somebody had said oh by the way don't watch that first thing um, but I was watching an episode and this guy, this like 40-year-old guy, has all of the machines to choose from, and he comes and he stands right next to me. And his machine is ever so slightly set back from my machine, and so <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I should turn to this guy, who I would say chances are very high, is, has already seen the show or at least heard of it, and say, hey... Um, that horse that just got decapitated, there's going to be a lot of that going forward. And if you're uncomfortable by the sight of that or sexual activity of a very unambiguous nature or any sort of <laughs> threats of violence, actual violence, any of that, maybe you should pick a different elliptical machine. But because I'm horrified by confrontation in all forms, I didn't say anything. I just used my towel to cover up anytime I knew something particularly graphic was coming, I would just flip my towel down off where I've used, you know, I used it to cover the digital panel and just pretended I was like checking my heart rate, but I still had my headphones in so I can hear what's happening. And as it turns out, violence and unambiguous sexual adult activity sound a lot alike. So now I'm trying to decide, is it worth getting yell risk getting yelled at at the gym for watching Game of Thrones? which actually makes the 55 minutes go by really, really quickly. Or what I have been doing, and I think I've already got the answer to my question, is I've been watching Hello Ladies, which is totally G-rated. Um, and no one has noticed. Uh, so I don't know. You can tell me what you think in terms of <laughs> whether or not I'm being a bad gym goer because I don't want to make anybody else uncomfortable and I don't want to get yelled at. So if that means I don't get to watch Game of Thrones, so be it. Um, but my suggestion is in terms of your New Year's resolutions, real food only. Oh, my other one. And this one, I've 
this one I make every year, and it's really a resolution for my husband, so I hope that he's listening, is to every single thing that gets put into the refrigerator in a container, like leftovers, needs to be labeled and dated. Mark, I'm talking directly to you. <laughs> and to all of my listeners who play, when did we eat sauerkraut? Because over the break, I also cleaned out my refrigerator and played that game a lot. And I think it was sauerkraut. Anyway, uh, I hope that you all had a wonderful and refreshing new year. Um, looking forward to a very exciting 2014 to share with all of you. Lots of fun things are coming up in my future. I want to hear about the things that are coming up in your future. You can call me anytime at 862-242-8599. I had fancy, fancy refrigerator magnets printed. So if you want me to send you a couple, call that number or Direct message me on Facebook or Twitter and send me your mailing address and you'll get actual mail from an actual person at a radio station. And then you, I'll give you a couple. So you can put one on your fridge and then you can give them to your friends. And it has that number printed right on it. If you go to facebook.com forward slash sharp and hot, you will see a picture of the magnet in front of my... I shot it this morning when the sun was coming up in front of the window and I realized after I posted it, the window is completely frosted over because my steam radiator is right underneath it. So it looks very, very pastoral and wintry out my farmhouse window. Um, send me your address. Get a magnet. Become a member here of this public radio station because without your support, we wouldn't be here. And we really, really appreciate it. Go to heritageradionetwork.com and click on the donate button. Also, this show becomes available as a podcast on iTunes almost immediately after we air. So sign up. You won't have to think about it. It'll just be in your phone or in your mobile device when you're ready. And it takes merely a second to give me a five-star rating and tell me that you like the show. And I would really appreciate it because many people are out there deciding whether or not they should listen or become fans of the show. And you guys who are already listening are the most compelling reason for someone else to say, yeah, I'll give it a try. Call me anytime, 862-242-8599. Tweet me at ChefMLEP, facebook.com forward slash sharpandhot. Sharpandhot.com is my website. We get generous support from Le Creuset. As always, we are live on Heritage Radio Network. Until next week, keep playing with fire and knives. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>